Welcome to Ghostly. I'm Pat, your resident skeptic, and with us as always is the lovely Professor Rebecca. Rebecca, how have you been? <laughs> I'm good. I, I, Professor Rebecca, that's... Professor Rebecca. Well, you are a professor. Well, I have been. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. I'm very excited about the spring weather finally making its appearance. It's a little chilly out, but at least it's sunny and I can hear the birds. Yeah, the birds are chirping. Yes. Yeah, and for those of you that are listening to this next winter, um, yeah, I'm sorry, but spring does come. Yeah, it, it will make it. At some point. Yes. So this is exciting times for Ghostly. We're on the cusp of C2E2. So excited. So excited, yeah. I can't wait to go. I also can't wait to meet some of you lovely people, uh, even the members of Team Believer. Oh, yeah, Team Believer. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to C2E2. I'm super excited. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of believers there. So. so you had to be the Duff, the Duff Beer girl then? The Duff Beer... Can we mention beer on this podcast? We can. Okay. Un- unless we say something before beer, like an F-bomb or something okay, before we, beer. Okay. Yeah, we can say it. All right. Well, um, maybe we should just not even go over the polls this time, and we'll just skip right to the history part. Uh, that would be a negative on that. We're totally going to cover the polls, because that's what we do here on Ghostly. Uh, of the of the Iroquois Theater. The Iroquois Theater Fire and death, mm. uh, death Alley uh, behind the theater. So my believers came out this time. Fifty-seven percent say yes. I believe that it may be haunted with spirits, and forty. I'm going to give you forty-three percent. I'll yeah, round it was up forty-two point eight six. So yeah, say you're, no. You're being very gracious in that. Thank you. you know, point fourteen. Yes. So forty fifty-seven to uh, to forty-three. Yes, because I wrote the poll this time. Yeah. So I made it not, you know, dividing up the believer vote Mm. this time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much I believe that. I think it was you going on there every day and voting. Definitely not. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, let's get right into the history. So this episode is going to be about the curse of the omen. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so we uh, actually were thinking about trying to do this with some movies because there's some movies that people believe are cursed. Right, so not the actual movie itself. No. But the filming the of filming the movie. filming of it, yeah. Weird things happen. Yeah, I guess. They're weird. You, I, I You guess. may or may not believe they were caused by another force. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, but I'm really pumped about this episode, though. I've done a lot of research, and uh, we watched The Omen. Yes. So um, we're ready to go for this one. We are. We are. So it's not always that, that you get to take a look at such a legendary piece of art like The Omen. Mm-hmm. I don't know about piece of art anymore, though. I don't, know, I don't really think that it stood up to the test of time. It was made in 1976. Yeah, well, I liked it. I, you know, I mean, you can tell it's dated, sure, but it's definitely still a good movie. And I actually screamed and jumped at a certain point, especially towards the end. Uh, and that to me is a mark of a good scary movie. And the kid, anytime you have a creepy 
kid in a movie, and this kid especially was creepy. I'll give you that the kid is definitely creepy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've seen you scream over bugs, scream and jump over bugs. Well, that's normal. That's everyone does yeah. that. But do I? I don't think I do. But a movie, anytime a movie makes me scream, that's it. That, to me, that's good. I'm happy. All right. Well, this week, the history is going to be kind of short, sorry to say. Um, we're talking about a relatively short time period, and it wasn't very long ago, only 43 years ago. But usually, when the history segment is shorter, the ghost story makes up for it. So this episode is absolutely no different. Yep, we're going to have fun. For those of you that haven't watched The Omen, this will not be spoiler-free, so we will be spoiling The Omen. During, yeah, there will be some this. things, yeah. Yeah, uh, there has to be some spoilers in order to tell this story. Mm-hmm. And if you are someone that hasn't watched The Omen, then I would suggest that you listen at your own caution. Or if you prefer, stop the recording right now, go and watch it, and then come back to hear what we have to say. And if you choose just to stop listening to the episode without coming back, then please go ahead and assume that we did an awesome job and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, now that the spoiler alert has officially been placed, I feel safe moving forward now. Okay. Okay, The Omen was released in June of 1976 and grossed $60 million, which was a ton oh, yeah. for, for that time. I mean, even right now, uh, Captain Marvel over two weekends got 153 million. So, I mean, 60 million is is in 76. Yeah, is definitely not not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a huge commercial success. It stars Gregory Peck, who sadly passed away in 2003 of pneumonia. Nothing weird about that. Uh, he was 87 years old, so nothing weird about that either. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, one of my favorites by Gregory Peck was To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, and then the other thing to note about this time frame is that this was filmed a year after The Exorcist. Uh, that This time period of the 70s had all sorts of movies like yes. this. The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, The Omen. I'm sure other smaller ones, but it was kind of a... A time for these kinds of movies. It was, yeah, yeah, and um, the eighties were a time to spoof those movies. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Omen was written by David Seltzer and was directed by Richard Donner. Now, uh, there's a whole bunch of cast. We can get into every single person in the cast, but um, we'll kind of do that when necessary when we're talking about the debate with the evidence. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just going to leave it at Gregory Peck. David Seltzer, and Richard Donner for right now. And I just want to mention one other person that's going to come up a little bit later. Bob Munger is the guy who had the idea for the movie. Oh, okay. He just had the idea. He didn't write it or direct it or anything like that, but he wow. did have the idea. I have a lot of ideas. Well, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe I should get in that business. Could be. So The, the Omen is a movie about a politician named Robert Thorne that became ambassador to the United Kingdom. Robert and his wife had a baby, but that baby died or was murdered at birth. Uh, And for his own political career and thoughts of his wife suffering with the death, he decided that he would use an imposter baby. Well, he would adopt a baby from a church. Uh, It wasn't an actual adoption, though, because then his wife would have known. 
So, yeah, he got a baby from a priest. Uh, yeah, I know that's kind of a weird place to get a baby. I, I don't know. but uh, And he pretended that it was his own. But as events unfold, they realize that this baby was the Antichrist. Or is he? <laughs> so this episode, as Rebecca alluded to earlier, is not so much about the movie The Omen as it is about the curse that came about during and after the filming of The Curse. Almost like someone or something didn't want this movie to be made. Filming began in October of 1975 and ended in January of 1976. So it didn't really take them that long to actually film this movie. No, they got it done. It was mostly filmed in the United Kingdom. Uh, I think there's some parts in Italy. Yes, they did go to Italy. Yeah. So some interesting things that I found out about the casting of this movie, the writer swore that Gregory Peck was always in. Like, he wrote the movie specifically for Gregory Peck. But I have read that Charlton Heston was made a firm offer to play Robert Thorne. Whoa. And that Dick Van Dyke was also considered. Okay, so Moses or um, the chimney sweep. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, there's the dancer. Like, he's Mm -hmm. just an amazing person. Yeah, he would have fallen over during most of it. Yeah, (laughs) he would have made it funny. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, So amongst a few other people that I have never heard of. So there was a bunch of names that I'm just like, they might be somebody I'm not really good with actors names. That's okay. I really don't care that much about actors unless it's Brad Pitt because I have a man crush on on Brad Pitt. Okay. That's perfectly acceptable. I think everyone... I I don't have a man crush on him. But yeah, but I mean, if... If I had to pick somebody, that was the first person that I picked. Not Matthew McConaughey? Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie would have been totally different if either one of those had played this role. And I think that Gregory Peck was an awesome choice for this role. Yeah, he brings a lot of uh, gravitas. Yeah, and he was very like 60s, 70s dad-ish kind of person playing the role. But like dashing dad like he definitely has a strong presence like he's not just like regular dad oh so you you have a little crush on gregory peck i don't know he's a little too serious for me but yeah yeah. he definitely has you know a little bit of weight to him this movie was such a success that they made a sequel and then they made another one (laughs) so a sequel to the sequel And I would say a trilogy, but I don't think that they planned out to do that. Oh, no, they did. No, they no, did. the from end the of beginning? the third movie. Well, now I don't know but if they planned it from the beginning, but the second and third movies definitely have an arc. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the third one. Mm. Sorry, I didn't do my homework on that. Well, it's so the first one is him as a kid. The second one's him as a teenager. And I don't remember anything from that one, if I even saw it. But I did see the third one. Okay. And that's him as an adult. And it mm. was played by Sam Neill. Uh, he played Damien. And I love Sam Neill. If you... He, I don't know. He's always good in movies. He was in, I think, one of the like the early Jurassic Park stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But if you guys like scary movies and you haven't seen Event Horizon, he's the main star of that. One of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life, and you should see it. Really? So, yeah. Oh. And also, kind of. No, no, I'm not going to give it away. But it, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, we only gave the spoiler alert for The Omen. Yeah. So um, the only other thing that I have is that this movie was remade in 2006 as well. Six, six, six. 
It came out June 6th of 2006. Yeah, but and there's, what Julia about the Stiles. two zero zero in there? Too? Well, the, it's zero six zero six zero six is what they, they, they put it as. Yeah, but the zeros kind of ruin that though, right? <laughs> well, zero, you know, it doesn't count. So. Oh, okay. So, well, I, I guess I'm going to give it to you to tell us the ghost story then. All right. That sounds good. And I will try my best not to joke around during your ghost story. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. we want to keep this. This is serious stuff, people. It's a ghost story. Yeah. All right. So I'd like to start with a question. Okay. Imagine you've signed on to do a movie, a mm -hmm. new movie, one that people are feeling pretty confident is going to be popular. But then you find out that even the person who thought of the idea and the person who agreed to make the movie believe that this there's a good chance this movie is going to be cursed and dangerous to do that the devil is does not want this movie to be made would you still agree to work on that movie yes <laughs> it's a hard choice no it wasn't really for me <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is tricky but you know i think the answer is uh, like for a lot of us yeah you would right because it's not a for sure thing that it's going to be cursed and it's money and it's popular and you're working with richard donner as the director and gregory peck i mean how do you say no to that well i would have played the role of gregory peck so oh. i would have been robert thorne okay so yeah right. well I, I probably would have just been like some I don't know, Foley artist. I don't know, like some some person on the crew. I don't mm. know. <laughs> I don't know if they had Foley artists in the making of, of the Omen. <laughs> of course, they always do. That's more post-production, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah, production assistant. That's what I yeah. mean. Anyways, uh, so a lot of people did agree okay. to do this movie, obviously. And uh, sure enough, a lot of strange, scary, crazy things happened before, during, and after the filming. And... Sadly, there are even deaths that wow. are associated with this movie. Wow. Yeah. It was, um, the, I don't, I'm not even going to get to all the stories, but we'll, yeah. we'll hit the highlights. Um, we can put them in the show notes, though. The yeah. ones that we don't get to. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll yeah. put some of those in there. And then I also wanted to just bring up, so as I was researching, they actually made a movie called The Curse of the Omen. Really? So it talks oh. all about the filming and the the curse and all these things in, in a lot more detail. So um, certainly consider checking it out. However, there was a comment on IMDb from someone who claims to be associated with the um, with the DVDs or with the movie in some way. And he says that there's even... Uh, uh, stories of even watching the movie, like playing the DVD, which I guess we don't really do much anymore, but even actually playing the DVD, people would have weird things happen. So like the counter on the DVD claims to have evidence of it skipping ahead or going backwards and the counter being weird. Um, lights go on and off. Um, the movie, there's photos of the movie going in two different directions and all sorts of weird things that happen when mm. you even just are watching the DVDs. They're, they're haunted too, he claims. Wow. Well, I, I had a bit of bad luck too uh, after we watched the movie and while doing research for this, I got into a little fender bender. Oh, no. Yeah. Were you okay? Yeah, everyone's fine. Aw. Both cars look fine, but, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's always, that just kind of busts up your day. Yeah, but I was like, could this be the devil? 
You know, it's possible. It, it is. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and take a break? Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, a nice way to break this up a little bit, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Okay. All right. See you guys See soon. you in a second. We've been getting all kinds of fantastic reactions for the all-new, all-original sketch comedy podcast, Mr. Wiggly's Moist and Happy Friendship Garden. What? Say what now? Fabulous. New episodes drop the fourth Monday of every month, and the hilarious original mix of music and comedy is designed to scrub out your ears. In a good way. It's the worst possible scenario. I must have it. Here on the DVMPE. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What's that? Well, you know how we want Ghostly to not only tell and debate great stories, but also to give back to those in need? We do. Yeah, well, I've discovered this new app called PodCoin that lets you donate to charities with a currency you earn just for listening to our podcast or any podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, on PodCoin, you earn their digital currency, PodCoin, just for listening to podcasts. That sounds easy. It is. You can then donate your PodCoin to charities who will get real money donations. And you can also choose to save your PodCoin over time and exchange it for other rewards like Amazon and Starbucks. That's great. Who doesn't like Starbucks? Um, I hope no one. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks. Yeah, they'll give you um, gift cards right cool. there. And you could donate those gift cards too. You could, yeah. So download PodCoin in the App Store or in Google Play and use our special code GHOSTLY to receive 300 PodCoins just for checking it out. Awesome. All right. And just like that, we're back. All right. So let's get into the debate. Okay. So let's start with the beginning. Because like I mentioned... The beginning of time? Well, the beginning of the movie idea. Oh, okay. So I mentioned this earlier, but the man who actually pitched this idea was really worried that mm -hmm. it might be cursed. And the producer that he went to that agreed to produce the movie also agreed that it could be dangerous. So there was this advertising executive, right, Bob Munger, who approached um, this guy, Bernhard. I didn't catch his first name. Uh, but he said he has this idea that involved doing a movie about the Antichrist. Um, and Bernhard said he warned us that he thought the devil didn't want us to make this picture. In later interviews, both of them recalled this like they both remembered this happening munger said you know he at the time said if you make this movie you're going to have some problems if the devil's single greatest weapon is to be invisible and you're going to do something which is going to take away his invisibility to millions of people he is not going to want to make that happen and Bernhard recalled the devil was at work and he didn't want that film made hmm. well that's really interesting um so here's here's my problem with it is they probably said it on some talk show or maybe an interview for a magazine. Magazines were a big thing in the 70s. Um, and um, what a better way to promote their their movie 
than to do an interview and say how they believed it was cursed. And it's after the fact, after some weird things have happened. So I just, I don't know, like them saying that they talked about it before, it didn't stop them from wanting to make money. No, they went, I mean, well, at this point it was, you know, it was out there and and you could actually see it though. Okay, so if you think there's a danger in making this movie because we're exposing the devil, but if you are a believer, then you would think it was your mission to do so despite the danger. Yeah, I, um, yeah, maybe, I don't know. It, it just seems like, it seems like it, um, it seems like it happened and it helped them because it happened. It helped them make more money and create this lore around uh, such a movie. Well, I mean, I think there's, the, you know, they were been talking about it since before they even made the movie and they didn't know for sure that it was going to even get made. Well, I time. still say I believe it has to do with money. Okay. Okay, what else you got? Okay, so after they uh, they go ahead with the movie, there were three different times when lightning struck planes that people were on while doing work for the movie. Mm. So in October of 75, Gregory Peck himself was flying to London to begin mm-hmm. the filming, and his aircraft was struck by lightning. The bolt caused one of the engines to catch fire, and the plane came very close to crashing in the Atlantic Ocean. So that was one. Okay. The second one, a few weeks later, the producer or a producer, Mace Newfield, Newfeld, was on his way to shoot to the shoot when his airplane was also struck by lightning while crossing the Atlantic. He said it was the roughest five minutes he's ever had on a plane. So that's creepy. Yeah. Right? That there's these two planes and, you know, whatever. But, you know, okay. Then screenwriter David Seltzer wrote in an airplane that also got struck by lightning. Um, and then... Also, there was, uh, oh, oh, Harvey Bernhard, I guess, was the producer, um, was also close to being struck by lightning himself, like personally, mm-hmm. while they were filming in Rome. So I guess it's, it wasn't quite, like he wasn't actually hit by lightning, obviously, but it was like close to him. So it's, that's almost four lightning strikes. Okay. Well, yeah. we tend to use lightning striking people as a um, measure of improbability. Like, you know, you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than winning the lottery. Uh, I don't know if that's true, or you have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting, I don't know. No, no, but, no, they, no, they still say that, that you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than winning the lottery. Yeah. Like, that it's that, it's rare. But it's not so much rare, especially on airplanes, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, so... It's not uncommon for planes to get hit by lightning. The FAA estimates that one in every 1,000 flights get hit by lightning. I don't know if you knew that fact. And planes could even trigger lightning themselves by flying through ionized clouds. Lightning always looks for the easiest path to travel. The plane acts as a good conductor for lightning. And plane's outer body is made up of aluminum or carbon fiber um, and allows the current to travel around the outer shell without entering the inside of the cabin. In fact, most planes that get struck by lightning do not crash. Mm. 
But this seems pretty scary because one, the they caught fire, and the other was like super like rough, like like the plane was damaged in some way. Yeah, but that's not. It's not that uncommon, though, for these kind of things to happen. Uh, I don't want to scare people that are about to fly or people that are actually up in the air listening to this episode. Maybe you should have chose a better episode to listen to this time, Uh, I would say. That could be. Well, I just would say my last point then was just that there's... it, It may be that it's more common than we think, but it still seems really common that within a few months... There were three, almost four different lightning mishaps that happened with this movie, and especially people trying to get there to make it. Yeah, but they're also flying from the UK to the US a lot, or US to UK, whichever the case may be. And um, a lot of times it's hard for the pilot to predict the weather throughout the whole entire flight. Uh, so a lot of times when they're actually planning out their flight and they do see storms, they don't realize the, the uh, magnitude of it. Mm. But nowadays, um, there's a lot more planes that are canceled due to lightning. They will not fly during that to avoid it. Hmm, but, but still, one in, the in a 70s, thousand. In the 70s, maybe they didn't do that as much. In the 70s, they smoked on the plane. <laughs> they, you know, <laughs> yeah. That's true. They, I mean, they, they actually had a lounge on the planes back then. Really? Too. Yeah, you can go upstairs to the lounge. and. Well, I suppose, I'm, I'm sure on a cr- transatlantic flight, yeah. that could be. I was on a couple of those flights, not in the 70s, probably 80s, mm. early 80s, though. Wow. Yeah. Good you, jet setter. Right? Yeah. In my <laughs> leisure suit. <laughs> All right. What else you got? Okay. So that was not the only thing that, that almost killed people. Mm. So there were also bombings. Oh. Yes. So that same producer, Mace Newfield, who almost you know went down on his plane with the lightning strike, Okay, so he was staying at the Hilton Hotel in London, and he and his wife were given an early checkout. So they they left earlier than they maybe normally would have. Mm-hmm. And like soon after they checked out, the IRA blew up that hotel. Mm. Not the like Irish here in the Republican United Army. States, the IRS might. No. <laughs> and by blowing up, I mean taking all their money. Ah, so. yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but luckily, you know, again, they had gotten that early checkout, so they didn't happen to be there. Then several days later, Newfield again, along with some other producers and Gregory Peck, were headed to a restaurant when the IRA also bombed the restaurant. Hmm. Yeah. So there were two different times that they narrowly escaped being wow. bombed. Well, um, during the 70s was a big time for the IRA and its political nature. And actually, I consider what you just said to be good luck, not bad luck, right? Because they escaped all these things. They weren't involved in these things. Yeah, they did escape, but they, it was close. But even when you go to England nowadays, when there's not as many IRA attacks. Um, Hopefully none. Well, there, there's, there have been some. Mm. I mean, but people still, still get a little bit worried. It's a different uh, atmosphere there than it is here. Um, here, we're just starting to get a lot of terrorist attacks. Where there, it was more common. Mm. I'm not gonna say, you know, that um, that they're doing things for the wrong reason or whatnot. But it's just, it's a terrorist attack. It's made to scare people. And um, 
yeah, yeah. These things, these things happen sometimes. Well, I'm just glad that they, you know, I mean, so here would be the 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 thought would be that the devil doesn't work directly, right? Just as you know, people will say God doesn't work directly, right? He works through people and through other means, and so it's not always precise. So the thought would be okay. that the devil is kind of working through these IRA and or, you know again it's not precise how it happens or maybe the devil went all the way back and knew this was going to happen and saying. he made England take over Irish land and give it to English people and put in a whole new religion there and everything and maybe maybe he's the one that started all of this well i would say that there is some there is you could I suppose some people would make that point that, you know, the devil is kind of behind those things. But I would say this particular thing, he might just have nudged that group like, hey, bomb this hotel instead of that hotel. Oh, well, more you know, subtle. I don't blame the devil for bad actions that are caused by people. I blame people for bad actions that are caused by people. Well, they listen to the devil. Yeah. And they really didn't like the omen, I guess. <laughs> guess that. <laughs> All right. You want some other ones? Yeah. Okay. So this, these next two involve animals. Ooh. There are definitely, there's two major scenes that involve animals okay. in the movie. I mean, there's a, there's a dog that kind of shows up throughout the movie, but there's a couple big ones. Yeah. So there's one where um, the mom um, is in this car with Damien and they're mm -hmm. attacked by a bunch of baboons. Yeah, that's a creepy scene. Super creepy scene. And this is a little bit to the side of it, but they're, I guess, like the... Um, like she's really screaming yeah. in that scene because they put like a, a, a like a baby baboon in the car and then they didn't feed the baboons for a day and then they put the food around the car and then they saw the baby in there. And so they were like really going crazy yeah. to this car and she's really screaming. Baby baboon sounds like the cutest thing ever. Doesn't it though? Yeah, no With wonder the little, why they'd be all upset. The little red butt and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um but, okay, so this was a bit of, you know, maybe you could think that's a curse because they kind of went crazy, but I, I don't know about that. But instead, what happened is the baboon's, tr or the worst thing is that the baboon's trainer was killed the day after that scene was shot um, by a tiger. Okay, well, then this person was definitely an animal trainer, right? Yes. So they have access to animals like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, like... If the average person on the street got killed by a tiger, I would say then, wow, that's pretty significant. But this person was an animal trainer, so they were probably training this tiger. And um, tiger attacks actually have claimed more human lives than by any other large cat. Go tigers. Yeah, right? Um, between 1800 and 2009, uh, there was 373,000 people died by by the tiger mouth. <laughs> that sounds really weird the way you said that. The tiger mouth. By the mouth the of tiger. a tiger. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that um I I think that she has a very dangerous job in that she's working with animals that are wild, you know, and wild animals can do something. What were those two magicians? Um Siegfried and Roy. Roy. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the tigers that they knew, that they raised, that they loved. Yeah. And, yeah. And continued loving them even after, you know, the attack. Um, 
it's something that can happen. Yeah, it's just weird that it, that he was killed like the day after filming this crazy Satan scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're almost there. It's just a couple more. We're we're getting we're getting a little crazier, but we've we've got two two more uh, for sure here. Okay, so one more animal one. Okay. So another big scene is Gregory Peck and the journalist. I don't know what his character's name was, but um, they're in a cemetery and they get attacked by Rottweilers. Yes. Whole big group of Rottweilers. So there was a stunt man who mm-hmm. took Peck's place. Obviously, like he. He's not going to be attacked. He by didn't it. do that all. No, no, it wasn't uh, him. Well, if it was Tom Cruise, he would have done it. That's true. Tom would have done it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. True. Um, so the stuntman was safely enclosed in protective padding everywhere. You know, that's what they do. Um, and the dogs were set loose. And keep in mind, these were trained dogs. Like they were trained to attack without like mm-hmm. attacking, right? But for reasons that we don't know, the dogs all of a sudden just like freaked out and started really attacking the stuntmen hmm. and they were so vicious they went through the protective gear like i mean if a dog really wants to to hurt you they're gonna get through whatever and uh, and they just ignored the trainer um when he was trying to get him to stop so i mean luckily the the stuntmen survived yeah. but yeah that they it was like they were possessed Ooh, possessed by the antichrist <laughs> um so what I'm going to say about this, though, is that there, when you get animals into a frenzy, you cannot predict their behavior. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, they got these dogs together. They, you know, we don't know the history of these dogs. You don't know if they've worked together before or, or you know, whatnot, but... They were working together. They they fed off each other, uh, and no pun intended with that. <laughs> and uh, they just got into a frenzy. They just did what was natural for them. Maybe they didn't like this guy. I don't know. I like thinking of them as like a crew. <laughs> well, they are a crew. Yeah, yeah. that they're, like, they're like, I don't know if these dogs work together. I mean, like maybe they knew each other. Maybe they didn't. Maybe, maybe they weren't like... even union. <laughs> You know, they might have just been some dogs that they found on the street. Well, maybe, maybe some of them were union and some of them were non-union, oh. and it was the non-union ones that like got everybody all riled oh, up and freaked yeah. out or something. Oh, that always happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen again. Any of these incidents on their own, totally, ex- you can explain it away. But it's when you put them all together, right? Like that. Like when the people in the movie are like, yeah, like a lot of weird things happened and people were almost killed and some actually were killed. Like that's freaky. Mm. Do you know how many people were in the cast? I have no idea. Take guess. Like in the movie? Like actors? And cast. You know, not just actors, but. um, Crew, you mean? Yeah, crew. Oh. Everybody. I'm going to say a couple hundred. No, there was 161, I believe. Okay. And um, out of 161 people in the course of a um, year's time, let's say, let's take from the time that the movie was, um, was, was actually it was probably a two-year time span because the concept probably came and then Donner had to write the uh, script and everything. So it's probably a two-year time. Bad things happen to people. You know, it's, I mean, 160 people, if nothing bad happened to any single person, then I would probably be like, wow. I mean, we look at this as something cursed because 
because of the movie itself. But like we look at a movie like My Girl, which was beautiful movie, really sad what happened. Um, but we don't say that that movie was cursed. But again, we're talking about things that happened while they were making the movie or people coming to make the movie or just after the movie. Like, it's Didn't one thing- she die during the making of My Girl? I think that's the movie. I don't think the actual actress died. Did she? Yeah, she did. Oh, maybe I do remember that. It's why she wasn't in My Girl 2. Oh, I think it was... Which then maybe they should have changed the name from My Girl. You know, I don't know. I think it was after the movie. But I mean, that's tragic. But that's one incident. This is a lot of incidents. But there was one death that we we came up with so far. I was just going to say, we are not done. We have the biggest story yet. Okay. All right, I'm ready for it. But I'm just saying that out of all those people, bad things are going to happen sometimes. And it's it's just because of the movie itself that we put that it was it all all this bad happened because it was cursed. But it's lightning strikes. It's animals attacking. Yeah. This is very. Next thing you're going to tell me is someone lost their head during this or something. OK, I'm going to tell you that someone lost their head. What? Yeah. So, again, spoiler alert, right? There is a decapitation scene in the movie. Oh, It's like the best scene of the movie. I mean, it's really crazy. But that was all make-believe. That was make-believe, right? Okay, so the guy who coordinated that scene was named John Richardson. So he was Was the- Was named? John Richardson. Or is named. Is named. Uh, he he's not the decapitation that we're talking <laughs> okay. about. He was involved in it. I got a little worried it. there. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so, but he, he's involved in the story. So he's the special effects consultant. So he kind of figured out how they were going to do this really crazy, cool scene, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So he did a lot of the special effects on the movie. Um, and then this is, so this is uh, June, Sunday, June 13th, 1976. So it's, just a bit after the filming of the movie. So we've made it from before the movie, during the movie, now we're after they filmed the movie. I was two years and one day old then. Wow. I was a little bit younger than that. Yeah. Just a a little though. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Richardson and his assistant, Liz Moore, were going to work on a movie in Holland um, called A Bridge Too Far. And... They were involved in a deadly car accident. Mm. Um, And obviously, since I said Richardson is alive, or I assume he's still alive, maybe he's not, um, but his assistant, Liz, was killed. And she was cut in half by the other vehicle's wheel, mirroring the on-screen death that he coordinated Wait, I don't omen. remember the wheel doing that, though. No, no, it was a plate glass or whatever. But yeah. still, like, the fact that she was cut in half. I mean, like, that's, like, a odd, like, not many people die that way. It's weird and well, it's tragic. I, I'd imagine that everybody that it happens to probably dies. <laughs> I would imagine that's true. <laughs> well, if your legs got cut off or something, you pretend, I mean, in, like, war Yeah, and but stuff, if your head gets live, cut off. Your head I, gets I think, cut off, I think that's the I end. think there's a really I, good chance you're going to die. <laughs> I think that's over. Well, okay, so we're not done yet. So Richardson, he's, like, dazed from this collision. He's thrown from the car, right? He opens his eyes on this road, and the first thing he sees is a kilometer marker reading, okay, Omen, O-M-M-E-N, 6.66. Because the closest town to the accident was Omen, 
Netherlands. And the accident happened at kilometer 666. Wow. Well, I'm not going to debate that this poor lady got decapitated. Although the way you said that got cut in half. Was it that she was actually decapitated or was it that she was cut in the torso in half? That I've not been able to fully... And but it's close. So here's another thing. So after after hearing about this, yes, I knew about this ahead of time. I'm I was, you know, just playing coy to bring you in. <gasps> I had so, no idea. Yeah, exactly. Um so I I did some research of my own about this. Okay. And um such a story, you would think that there would be lots of pictures of this sign, right? Maybe. Yeah, the only one that I saw um had Asian writing on it. Okay. The only, I mean, seriously, the only picture of this omen with two M's and 666 kilometers away, yeah, was doctored. There's no, there's no pictures of this sign that I, that I can find. Well, maybe they took it down after this really horrible accident and they're like, you know what? We can't be having a 666 sign up anymore. So they, you know, took it down. 666 has been a, has, has been a thing associated with the devil for a long time. Although it's not exactly um, spelled out in Revelations like like we all think it is, you know, where the number of the beast will be 666. Um, it's not exactly spelled out that way. But anyways, um, it's been associated with the devil for a very, very long time. And um, somebody would have probably taken a picture of that sign at some point. Well, maybe. And there would be some evidence of this sign existing. But I mean, it was the 70s. So if I took a picture in the 70s as like a tour or the 60s or 50s or whatever, and I like there was no internet for me to upload it to. It's like in somebody's attic somewhere. Okay, well, I'm still waiting to see this sign. Okay. So I debate the idea of the sign, definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that, no, I think that that was just an embellishment to to his story. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So I I mean I can't debate the fact that she got decapitated. Uh, it's just that's I, I'm gonna accept I'm gonna accept that as fact. And I don't think it was exactly mirror, mirroring the way that that it was in the movie. So yeah, she got she got decapitated. And there was a decapitation in the movie, but there was also deaths um, for people falling off of balconies, and we don't have any stories about that. And there were stories of um, people jumping off of off of hospitals, and we have no stories of that. Well, but you know, he picked the grossest one. He Satan. Oh, so he's he's a man. I don't know. That's usually <laughs> what we say. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that I, okay, that that is a odd story, but I, the story itself does not force me to believe that that this is real. Well, I mean, no, we can't force you to believe anything. No, I'm saying that the movie itself doesn't. I mean, or the or the stories itself doesn't doesn't convince force you. me to believe. Yeah, it doesn't convince me. It doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't punch me in the face and say, "Hey, you have to believe this now." I'm sorry. It <laughs> well, just, I mean, again, there's a lot of. I haven't even. There's more stories. I didn't even get to all of them. Yeah, these were, these were not the the greatest time for technology and safety, and you know, 
OSHA isn't over in the UK and stuff. It's, I don't know. But that's all you got? Well, I have a bonus thing if we got some time. Okay. All right. So just really quick, the remake that came out in on 6606, right? Had some curse things as well. Um, so the production had some issues. Um, they actually lost about, what's it, 13,500 feet of film. That included this important scene with um, Lee Schreiber where he finds the devil's birthmark. It was destroyed while being processed in the lab. And no one like has any explanation for why it happened, like how it got destroyed. Mm. And then um, also um, the one of the actors, his brother died um, during the filming after receiving three sixes in a poker game. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to make this quick because we're really running out of time here. Um, but I'm just going to say that, okay, people like when they used to use film to, or when they do use film, I should say to, to film movies, it can happen where, where it gets destroyed. Sometimes it could be overly played. Sometimes, uh, it could, there could be a spark that melts it in the wrong spot or something like that. It, these things these things happen, and that's the reason why um, some directors prefer digital because it's more likely to not get destroyed. Most would actually prefer to do the old-fashioned film, but they know that they, that they take a risk of this. Mm. Uh, the poker hand, that sounds like a really good hand. Uh, trip sixes, sounds like a really good hand. And did he die like immediately after that? Yeah, I, that's what it sounds like. Pretty I, close I after know. it. I, I don't know. Like that night or something. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking that we're just taking everything bad that happened to any of the people associated with this movie and just saying, it's all part of the curse. Bad things are going to happen to people, though. It happens. It, it wouldn't be life if bad things didn't didn't happen. Well, it sounds like we're ready. Okay. For closing arguments. All right. Definitely. Uh, let me get my timer you got going your, here. Got your. This time I do. You yeah. Got yourself ready. All right. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Okay, I am ready. Go. I believe that there is some sort of curse associated with the film because of the subject matter. The thing that bothers me the most is that the idea for the movie uh, and how it came to Munger, and he just pushed it despite being terrified of it, almost like he didn't have a choice in it. I mean, that's just weird in the first place. Then three lightning strikes on planes in different areas at different times with three different people that are involved in the film. I mean, I know you say that there's like things get uh, planes get hit with lightning a lot, but that seems statistically unlikely to me. Um, the bombings are maybe a little less curse-like because the IRA, lots of bombings at that time. But still, that's really creepy that those people were people in the movie were involved in that. And then the car crash, beheading, omen and 66.6 sign. That's just kind of crazy. So to me, you add it all up and it's weird. Okay, are you done? Yes. All right, you beat the clock. Woohoo. All right. All right, I'm ready. ready. Yes. Okay, and go. In life, sometimes bad things happen. And sometimes those bad things happen in a row. I think with a cast of 160 plus people, it's bound to happen on a movie set. I think that it just so happened to have happened during the making of this very dark tale. 
I think I've done a good job explaining that these things could just be coincidence and not some dark curse put on by the devil because he doesn't want us to know of the coming of the Antichrist. Although, I've had some bad luck while doing research for for this episode. Nothing has stopped us from putting it out. And I'd like to say that I always like to use my simplest is usually the solution uh, mentality when it comes to this. And if you take in the simplest possible solution, it's coincidence and not a devil demon guy. Done. Wow. Five seconds left. But I'm bum. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's about it, right? Yeah. Okay, so the next episode will be out on April 3rd, and it will be about the Winchester House. Awesome. Yeah. Rebecca, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, they can email me at Rebecca at ghostlypodcast.com, and I'm usually hanging out on our Instagram account. Okay, and I'm Pat at ghostlypodcast.com. Also, I'm the Facebook and Twitter account of Ghostly Podcast. You can also you can also email info at ghostlypodcast.com if you want me and Rebecca to both see it. Yeah. Well, and you also have a week to submit. Yeah, you have one week to submit a ghost story still. We've had a few. Yeah, so. we've had a couple. And um, somebody's going to win that grand prize. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you like what we're doing here, please hit that subscribe button. If you don't, then why did you stay to the end of the episode? (laughs) (laughs) Remember, if you're at C2E2, we'd love to meet you. Just send us a message. And remember, the first person that sees us and says, dead on paper, each day gets a prize. Yes. And the first 50 people that come and talk to us get a really cool button. Actually, it's going to be more like 33 and a third. Oh, okay. So 666 cut in half. Yeah. Well, thirds. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. That's, and it, yeah, it'll be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I can't wait to see all the panels. And uh, I'm really excited about Cobra Kai. Ooh, yes. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, remember the to go. The Karate Kid and Ralph Macchio are both going to be there. It's going to be very cool. Yeah, it's going to be very cool. Yeah. All right. See oh. you guys in a couple weeks. Go vote on those polls and we'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.